Good morning. Today is Wednesday, November the 7th, 2019, and I wanted to stop by the Pluribus cast and just say a little bit about the elections that took place in Virginia and Kentucky and New Jersey and other states throughout our great nation on Tuesday, uh, November the 5th. And I wanted to just opine a little bit and put it into context for you. You know, uh, after an election, there are a million pundits, there are a million opinion pieces, etc. And everybody's got an opinion. Everybody's got an analysis. Everybody's got a poll. But being here on the ground in Virginia and having lived in the great Commonwealth of Virginia now for almost 25 years, I can tell you I've been here since I became a first year law student at Washington and Lee University back in the fall of 1991. Uh, I'll never forget that year because that is the time that Clarence Thomas was up for nomination for the United States Supreme Court. I was a first year, first semester law school student at one of our our nation's greatest universities, Washington and Lee. It's a private university uh, started by a grant from George Washington himself, thus the first name. And then after the Civil War, uh, after Robert E. Lee was forgiven uh, by President Lincoln and all those who had rebelled against the Union, he became the president of then Washington College. And so it became Washington and Lee University. I was part of the largest class of African-Americans to ever uh, be admitted into law school, uh, into the university. I think there were 13 of us at the time. And uh, it was an interesting time to be alive, uh, an interesting time to be a young law student and watch the spectacle that unfolded with the United States Senate and uh, the confirmation of Clarence Thomas. Of course, we all know how that played out. Anita Hill uh, came forth with information Um, in confidence that was leaked. Uh, Fast forward to last year to Justice Kavanaugh, the same thing happened to Justice Kavanaugh. Uh, Dr. Ford came forward with information privately. It was leaked. And I just want to talk a little bit about the state of our politics because it's in a really, really, really bad place. Uh, If you get a moment this morning with your coffee or with your tea or at lunchtime or this evening after you come home with your glass of wine, uh, pick up a copy of USA Today. I have a new column uh, and I call it Welcome to the Age of the Smear. And I'm talking about what has happened to uh, the glory days of public service, the days of John F. Kennedy, the days where uh, we looked up to and, and revered our presidents and our astronauts and people who ran for office, the Everett Dirksons, the Lyndon Johnsons, the uh, Matthiases, the, the Margaret Chase Smiths, the, the people who really inspired this country, the Ronald Reagans, uh, you know, even Jimmy Carter, you know, I'm old enough barely to remember Carter's presidency. Just two things I remember, the yellow ribbons around the tree uh, for the Iranian hostages, of course. I think I was in second grade, the 1776, the bicentennial of uh, then 1976, we turned 200 that year. And um, I, I remember that vaguely, but um, the thing is, President Carter was a good man. He's still alive to this day. He's still serving at 94 years old with his wife, Rosalind. They look great. God, I hope I look like that when I'm 80, not to mention in my 90s, Lord willing. But I want to make a point about the fact that we have gone in the wrong direction. You know, I was watching the rally last night in Louisiana. A lot of friends down there in the great state of Louisiana and uh, President Trump was there with Senator Kennedy. And, you know, he began to attack Speaker Pelosi, called her dumb. 
Let me tell you something. Nancy Pelosi is not dumb. You might not like her. You might not agree with her politics. You might not have her as your guest over to your house for beer or for wine, but she's not dumb. She is the highest ranking woman in the United States government. She's the most powerful woman in the United States of America, uh, politically and otherwise. Um, she is not dumb. She got there through hard work, through perseverance, through putting up with all kinds of crap, sexist and foolishness from men of her generation. She's a woman in her uh, late 70s. She looks fantastic. Let me tell you what, I'm in my early 50s and I know the crap that I've endured as a woman of color. I can't imagine what it was like to be a woman coming up in politics, in corporate America and academia, etc. cetera, uh, you know, uh, 20 years before I was even on this earth. Uh, that's unimaginable to me. And she deserves respect. Um, and it's disgusting. And I want to segue into what happened here in Virginia. And I want to talk about the Republicans quickly. I have a, a conference call I need to hop on. But this has really been bothering me as I see that the Republican Party did not get the message of Tuesday in Kentucky or in Virginia, where Republicans got wiped out for the first time in a generation. It's been about 30 years before the Democrats here had control of the governor's mansion and the state uh, capitol, and they do now. And I believe they won for a number of reasons. Number one, the Democrats are better organized. Number two, the Democrats are diverse. They have women, they have men, they have women of color, they have men of color. They brought in immigrants, people who are now American citizens. They are able to talk to young people. They are on top of the issues that matter. I don't know what is wrong with my party. I don't know. And I'm kind of over talking about it, to be real honest. I've been singing this song for 25 years. Hit Google, hit Sophia Nelson Republican Party. And you're going to see articles going back to the mid 90s, the early 90s, the late 80s, where I'm saying to the Republican Party, there will be a day of reckoning if you don't begin to diversify. Take your brand of conservatism, Jack Kemp conservatism, take it. Take it to communities. Talk to people. Win on your ideas. Don't win on smearing. Don't win on anger. Don't win on division. Now, plenty of people would argue with me, well, Sophia, the Democrats do that too. Of course they do. You are absolutely right about that. And that's what this podcast is all about. E pluribus unum out of many. One, we have got to do better. But let me tell you what, the two-party system is broken. And I've thought many times about running, and I talk about it this morning in USA Today when I write this piece about the age of the smear. And it is, it is a difficult thing to run for public office. So let me say to all of you in Virginia who ran and won, congratulations. To all of you who ran and were not successful, congratulations, because you got into the arena. You had the courage to get up. You were inspired. You put your family on the line. You put money on the line. You spent a year of your life, if not more, knocking on doors, campaigning, some of you being attacked awfully. I got the mailers at my house. Uh, and I know that it's a big disappointment when you lose, but at least you had the courage to dare to serve. And I read in this week's Monday Motivation, I read uh, my favorite uh, quote from Teddy Roosevelt, Roosevelt, the man in the arena. And uh, I would encourage you to read it if you're thinking about running, if you're serving in public office, or if you uh, were unsuccessful. There is another day. Plenty of candidates, some of them became president of the United States, 
lost their first elections and came back. Ask Abraham Lincoln, lost pretty much every election he had except for the one uh, for the House of Representatives when he was a younger man and lost everything else, including the U.S. Senate, and then became president of the United States at the most consequential time in the United States. And thank God for Abraham Lincoln because he kept this union together. He was a statesman. He was compassionate. He was the father of the Republican Party. And Republicans better get it together because you're in trouble. The Republicans got wiped out here. And again, they got wiped out because they don't understand America has shifted. America has changed. The demographics of this great country are different. And any political party, any candidate that doesn't understand, you got to talk to all the people, just not some of the people. I don't care if you're rural, Jim, and you live out in the mountains and you live out in a rural area. If you're running for office and you have a district, you're going to have part of your district that is urban or you're going to have part of your district that's suburban. And you're going to have to talk to people that don't look like you. So we're going to have to find things that link us together and that keep us uh, having a common denominator. We can disagree, but for example, this issue of guns, one of the reasons the Republicans got beat in the NRA's backyard on Tuesday is because they don't get the simple thing that parents don't want their kids shot at school, that people don't wanna get murdered at church, people don't wanna get murdered at their place of business. I am a gun owner. I am a big Second Amendment proponent. I agree with it. I believe in it. I believe that people have the right to keep and bear arms. But I also had to undergo a background check for every gun that I brought into this house. I also had to take, I didn't have to, but I did because I'm a member of um, of a range of Silver Eagle. I took the training courses. I learned how to fire my weapon. I learned how to clean it. I learned how to make sure it was safe when I brought it into the house and unloaded. I make sure when my nieces were young and they were babies that those guns were in biometric cases. They were locked so they couldn't get into them and there would never be an accident and they would never hurt themselves. And I make sure that sometimes when the neighbors come over and we're, you know, looking at our guns or we're talking about them, the first thing we do is we clear the weapon. We don't play games. We don't point guns at each other. Having a gun is a good thing for home safety, but do you need an assault weapon? Do you need an AR? I don't know. I don't think so. And I tell you what, we should have universal background checks. We have them in Virginia. So why wouldn't we want to expand on that? Why do you need a bump stop? Why do you need a weapon? Like the killer down in Texas who killed all those good people at the Walmart down there and was targeting them for their race, by the way. And why do you need a weapon that can get off something like 100 rounds in less than 20 seconds? You know how much life you can take? You know, the shotgun that I have has about five rounds in it. I can do a lot of damage with that. Someone comes into my home, but five rounds is not 100 rounds or 500 rounds. The handguns, the Glocks, the 22s, the even the 38 pistol, you're only going to get off a few rounds, but you can stop an intruder. You can protect your family. And that's the only reason you need a gun, in my opinion. So these are the type of common sense things that we need to be talking about as Republicans that we refuse to talk about. We're dug in. We're angry. We're pissed off. And I got to tell you, nobody's buying it because people have enough stress in their life. They have enough drama in their life and they don't need more anger and more division and more hatred. You need to inspire people. People want to be inspired. People want to 
get up and have something to look forward to in their lives. People want to feel safe. I don't like going to church on a Sunday morning. I go to a big church knowing that there are about 30 armed men and women on our security team that protect us. Some open carry folks are in the church with their weapon on on a Sunday morning. Virginia passed a law recently that you can now take your weapon to church because we now know the church, like the movie theater and every place else in our life, is not safe. Folks, this is not the kind of America we want to leave to our kids. Now, listen, I wanted to just say to you that, again, our democracy matters. We are the great light of this world. We are a light. And if we don't pull it together and if we don't begin to defend our values and understand who we are and who we want to be and who our founding fathers, all of which came, well, not all, but many, many, many came right here from the Commonwealth of Virginia, Jefferson, Madison, Monroe, etc. Uh, you know, Patrick Henry, when you begin to look at these men talking about give me liberty or give me death. They understood so much that you had to check power, though. The Whistleblower Protection Act of 1989 is not really the first time that we talked about whistleblowers in this country. It dates back to a case in July of 1777, 1778 is when the case was decided, where a naval commander had done some things that were uh, brutal. They were... um, unquestionably wrong, unethical, illegal, and he was turned in by some of the naval officers and some of the naval stewards. And he then sued those people for turning him in for libel, and they won the case, and the Continental Congress not only reimbursed their legal fees, but they passed legislation, a resolution that said, we want to encourage citizens to come forward. We want people to protect the republic. We want to know When people in power abuse that power, folks, that's the America that you want to be a part of. That's the America that I'm proud of. When you go out and you cast your vote on election day, it matters. So again, to those of you who lost, head up, head up, because at least you tried to serve. To those of you that won, remember now that your party doesn't matter. What matters is the people in your district, the people in your state, the people in your community that voted for you. You represent all the people. Get out of your office and go talk to people. Go have coffee. Meet with people. Get out there and hear your constituents because you are there to serve we the people. And when we can get back to that, when we can believe in that again, this country will be great. It will be greater. It will be greater still. But where we are right now is in a place of smear. Poor Representative Katie Hill. She made some bad judgments. Young women, I tell you this all the time. Do not take pictures of yourself in the nude. Do not take videos. I know you think you can trust that guy. I know you think you can trust these people. You can't. Don't do that to yourself because it will come back to haunt you in the digital age. Read my piece today in USA Today. I think it will... It'll make you stop and think. And I give examples of people right now who are patriots, who are servants, and they're being smeared by the president of the United States of America. That is not acceptable. That is not okay. That is not who we are. And that is not who we should want to be. In this country, we can disagree and we can disagree strongly. That makes us the many. 
But the oneness happens when we can disagree and still respect that other man or woman's rights that may be, their positions may be different, their beliefs may be different, but we can respect them still and we can still sit down and break bread or have a cup of coffee or have a beer with that person. We don't have to demean them. We don't have to destroy them. We don't have to attack them. We don't have to attack their family and draw their family into controversy. That's wrong. This is the age of the smear. And that is not what we want to leave our kids. We want them to look up to presidents and senators and members of Congress and local city councilmen and and people who deign to serve, who get out and challenge us to live higher. Folks, this is America. There will never be another America ever. So we must protect her and we must defend her. We must preserve her to keep her free. I need to run now, but I needed to just stop by this morning and say thank you for voting. Thank you for participating in democracy. We had a good turnout in Virginia for a off-year cycle that usually only brings out 29-30% of voters. We had almost 45% of the electorate turnout. Another problem Republicans have. Republicans, if you only want to win when 20% of the people show up, you've already lost. Democracy is about encouraging participation. Democracy is about everybody having a vote. Democracy is about all of us exercising our rights of life, liberty, and freedom to make this country great, truly greater. We want her to grow greater and greater and greater and more perfect and more perfect and more perfect with every year. Long after we're gone, we want to know that she's going to stand. So folks, we have to find a way to talk to each other and communicate with one another and and share our ideas and our thoughts and our visions without feeling like we have to destroy another human being. This is not good. Good people don't run for office for the most part because they don't want to be smeared. They don't want to be destroyed. They don't want their past dragged up in their face. Folks, you have a right to know if somebody's a convicted felon. You have a right to know if somebody was uh, arrested for domestic violence. You have a right to know if somebody was a drug dealer. You have a right to know all that. But what if somebody was a drug dealer at 20 and at 50 they're a pastor, one of the largest churches in the country, And they've helped to feed thousands of people. They have created domestic violence safe havens. They've done a lot of good. Do you still want to hold the fact that at 19, they were wayward and grew up in a bad community and and they were young and didn't know better? Is that who we want to be? Because I don't think that's good. I think that we need to judge people for who they are right now. And I think that that's where people want us to be. They want us to be fair and they want us to fight fair. And they want to hear how we're going to fix health care, how we're going to fix pots in the hole in the road. They want to know how we're going to get traffic congestion down. They want to know how we're going to help protect their kids at school. That's what people want to know, man. They don't want to know all this foolishness about my personal life or yours. They don't want to know. So read my piece about the age of the smear and share it. Because it's something we need to get beyond. We need to rise higher. We need to do better. I, uh, I just wanted to say that 2020 um, is coming. And it's going to be a rough time. If, if the tea leaves that we see right now are any indication, it's going to get rough. And that's unfortunate because it's going to drive people away not to. But I tell you what, 2017, 2018, and 2019 in Virginia have been a watershed. 
Uh, people have come out, people who never thought about running for office are now state senators and delegates in the House of Delegates, their county supervisors, their their councilmen, their school board members, regular people running. Julie Brisman, who was the lady who flipped the president the bird on the bicycle, famous photo, lost her job uh, for expressing her right to free expression. She's now a Loudoun County Board Supervisor. She won, and she won big. She defeated a five-term incumbent. That's a lot. I'm telling you, we're in a different day. Republicans, wake up. Pull it together. Get into the 21st century. We need a healthy two-party system. We need a healthy democracy. We need people with ideas from all over the spectrum coming together. Coming together to make this country greater still. So, uh, happy Wednesday. Um, actually it's Thursday. Don't laugh at me. I've only had one cup of coffee. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. Clean it up, Sophia. Happy Thursday. Look, um, I do these podcasts right on the spot. They're not scripted out. This is me talking to you. And when we have a guest, of course, we're more scripted. We've got some uh, good guests coming up. Um, we're going to have Joyce Vance on, we're going to have Heidi Prisbola on, uh, both, uh, Heidi of course covers NBC news, politics in the white house. And Joyce is just an amazing legal analyst. I'm going to have pastor Charlie Whitlow on the pastor of a community church of Ashburn, which is one of our larger churches here in Virginia. He happens to be my pastor as well. Um, and we're going to talk about faith and politics and how we use the word of God to come together. Um, and I'm just excited about the rest of this month as we head into Thanksgiving and get ready for the holiday season. So look, you have an amazing day on purpose. Read that USA Today article. Uh, make sure you're checking me out on CNN. The clips are up on my Instagram page at I am Sophia Nelson and as well on the Twitter feed. Uh, I'm over at CNN now. Very excited about it. Uh, we'll be doing, um, Aaron Burnett's out front regularly now. I'm excited about that as well. Some other shows uh, as I acclimate myself to the CNN audience after leaving uh, MSNBC and NBC after eight years. Uh, still love NBC and MSNBC, but it was time for me to uh, get onto a different platform. So that having been said, I have to run now. Uh, Got to get about my day, but thank you. Thank you. Thank you for voting. Thank you for running. Uh, thank you for serving and God bless the United States of America. We'll talk again soon.